Pastor Lori Bradley. Ah, and welcome, Patricia. Nice to have you back with us. <laughs> all right. Also want to welcome all of our guests and, uh, uh, with, you to, uh, with us today. I uh, do want to pray. We want to pray for Juanita. I understand that she is not well right now. And also, you know, this time of year, uh, we have several in our church that have lost loved ones. And so this, is, this is, can be a very difficult time. So we want to pray for those that are uh, grieving the, uh, the loss of their loved ones, shall we? Father God, uh, we want to pray for Juanita right now. We pray that you're, you send an angel, Lord, just to minister to her and, and uh, just uh, by your Holy Spirit, just to bring her back to health. We pray you, you touch her body, Lord, and, and please give her the healing that she needs right now. Please, Juanita, Father. Thank you, God. And Lord, we're mindful of those that have lost loved ones, and uh, this time of year can be difficult. So we just pray your, your comfort of your, your Holy Spirit, the comforter, the counselor, Lord. Be upon each, Lord, that is at grieving the loss of, uh, of their loved ones uh, at this time of year, Lord. Please uh, give them your grace and your comfort and your strength. Uh, please, Father, thank you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, I just want to... Re recap what my wife was saying about the the Christmas boxes. I think last is it next week is the fi is a, the final date. Is that right, Rob? I think next week's the final day to bring things in for the Christmas boxes. I think so. Don't forget to bring. We have boxes out there in the lobby. Am I correct, uh, mission team? Yeah, boxes in the lobby where they're all they wrapped them up in the Christmas present. No, yes, no, no, they did not. Are there boxes in the lobby. One box in the lobby. Is it wrapped? I think it's wrapped. It's wrapped. That box is wrapped. So bring some food in, okay, for uh, the Christmas boxes if you haven't yet. Uh, we, we, if you need to know what to bring, uh, um, you can call the office. We had the inserts in there. Go ahead, Joni. Oh, there you There are slips in the lobby. Thank you. Thank you, Joni. Thank you, Bonnie. There are little slips in the lobby. What to bring, okay? So if we can all pitch in and... Uh, and to bring something for, uh, for the Christmas food baskets, that would be so great. Does someone else have a hand up? Yes, Connie. Oh, it's just one box. Yeah, this is a little different than the shoe box thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like one big box. And then there's a slip in the, in the lobby. What kind of food items we would like to have you bring? Oh, great. Okay, yeah, if you could bring it in that box right there. Wonderful, Connie. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. Okay, everyone. So having said that, um, I think that's uh, uh, what all I wanted to say about that. And today, we are in our Advent season. So praise the Lord for that uh, as we anticipate uh, celebrating the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. My wife and I had a chance to go to a movie recently with some very good friends of with some very good friends of ours, uh, Beth Stewart and Beth, who are here, Webster, who are here with us today, and uh, the movie is called The Chosen. Has anybody seen The Chosen or the TV series The Chosen? Uh huh. 
Okay, good, good. The movie is based upon uh, the series, the TV series, incredibly um, six popular TV series called The Chosen. Uh, this has, a, you know, the creator, uh, uh, Jenkins, his name is uh, uh, Jenkins, he created this movie, to, uh, this TV series to be binge watched. Okay, it's the first ever uh, TV series uh, with multi-season TV series of the life and ministry of Jesus. And uh, it's been translated into 62 languages around the world. It's been seen, uh, at least in part, by 108 million people as of today. Uh, you know, one of the reasons it's so successful, one of the ideas behind it that makes it such a successful TV series is that he focuses on uh, the individual people that, uh, that encounter Jesus and their lives. Uh, you get to look at Jesus from the eyes of those who, who, who met him. And uh, you get a close, up close and personal look at them. It's so the, the TV series isn't just about uh, main focus. It isn't just on Jesus, but it's on those who are experiencing their life with Jesus. It's, it's, it's on their individual characters. Now, as we begin this Advent season, I'm going to be uh, giving some messages on the individual characters in the lives of Jesus. Specifically, his mother Mary and his stepfather Joseph. I always say stepfather because Jesus' miraculous biological father by the overshadowing of the Holy Spirit, of course, is God. God the Father. But today, today we'll be looking at Mary. Mary, she was a, who was Mary? Mary was a peasant girl. She lived in a city with a very uh, poor reputation, the city of Nazareth. She lived with her parents, and she was engaged to a nice man by the name of Joseph. <laughs> okay, carpenter. We'll learn more about him next time. But Mary lived a, a satisfying life. She, um, you know, she learned the word of God, brought up learning God's word. She had a, she was looking forward to a, the usual, having a family and kids and raising up a family. But then something very unusual happened. Her life was interrupted. Her life was interrupted. We're going to look in just a moment at Luke chapter 1. When her cousin Elizabeth was in her sixth month of pregnancy. So let's, take, let's pick up the story from there. We're in Luke chapter 1, and I think we're going to see that on our screen as well. Verses 26 to 38. As we begin our Advent season, anticipating the birth, celebrating the birth of our Lord Jesus. So if you're able and willing, if you can stand with me, we'll read together. And it says this, Luke 1, beginning with verse 26. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, 
Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son. And you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High God. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be barren is now in her sixth month. For, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. Mary. Mary. Mary, Mary, Mary. Troubled. Troubled. When the, when the angel, when the angel appeared to her, Mary, Mary was a woman of faith. She was a woman of faith. We're going to see that as we look at the seasons of her life. She was a woman of faith. Uh, she lived by faith. She never faltered in her faith. Her life was based on faith. Mary lived a life of faith. She was motivated by faith. That is the reason for her humility. That is the reason for her faithfulness and the reason for her love. It's her faith. We're going to look at four expressions of Mary's faith this morning. Four expressions for us to follow as examples, as we look to Mary who followed the Lord. All right? And so our first expression of faith, of Mary's faith, is this. Mary had a listening faith. She had a listening faith. Listening, attentive, and troubled. She was troubled. When the angel appeared to her and spoke to her, the Bible tells us she was troubled. Verse 28 and 29, it says, the angel said, greetings, you are highly favored, the Lord is with you. And Mary was greatly troubled. She was troubled at his words, wondering what kind of a greeting this might be. Can you imagine what she might have been feeling? She's just a teenager. Here you have a supernatural being coming down from God. And he speaks to her. And uh, he told her, told her she's highly favored with God. And then, but that wasn't the big news. <laughs> you know, that wasn't the big news. I mean, in case she wasn't shocked enough, here comes the big news. All right, let's take a look at the next verse. And the next verse. In, uh, well, before that, Gabriel tries to calm her down. Look at this in verse 30. Gabriel, her, to calm her anxiety. He tries to calm her anxiety. He says, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. Okay, now the big news. <laughs> she says it. Verse, next verse, verse 30, uh, uh, 31. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. 
He will be great and be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of David forever. His kingdom will never end. Ah. Now. Now. Mary. Mary. She was, um, she didn't understand. She didn't understand. She was troubled. The angel calmed her, but she didn't understand. Verse 34, she says this. Well, how can this be? She said, how can this be? Because I am a virgin. She didn't, she didn't understand. You know, there comes a, she, the, the faith was there. It's not that she didn't believe the angel. She just didn't understand. Now, there is an understanding that comes to those who believe and only to those who believe. And it comes by faith. The Apostle Paul talks about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. That there's an understanding that comes only to those who have God's spirit and believe by faith. And Paul says it this way. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 12. He says this. He says, we have, we have not received the spirit of the world but the Spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. And then he goes on to say this, the man without the Spirit, verse 14, the man without the Spirit doesn't accept the things from the Spirit of God for their foolishness to him. Now, what the angel Gabriel is about to say to Mary would be foolishness to the worldly-minded that have no understanding. But Mary would believe and understand. To understand the faith, the understanding that comes through faith. To understand God's spiritual truth, God's spiritual words, you have to have the Spirit of God. You've got to have the Spirit of God. There's a, there's a reward that comes from, the, from faith. Augustine once put it this way, understanding is the reward of faith. He said, do not seek to understand that you might believe. Believe that you may understand. You see, there's an understanding of spiritual truth that only comes through faith. Mary was asking. She was asking, how could this be? Not because she was fighting it, not because she didn't believe it. She just didn't understand it. She wanted to understand by faith. And she had a listening faith. The angel Gabriel gave her the answer in verse 35, and he said, in verse 35, he said this, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, Mary. The power of the Holy, the, Holy, the Most High will overshadow you, and the Holy One to be born to you will be called the Son of God. Mary understood. Mary understood. She was, she had this understanding. You know, and then, Here's the thing. To prove it, to prove it, Gabriel said, even your cousin, your relative Elizabeth, verse 36 and 37, even your cousin Elizabeth, your relative is going to have a child in her old age. She who was barren is now in her sixth month so that, so that no word from the Lord will fail. You see, God's word does not fail. God's word does not fail. If you and I want to know God's word, you see, Mary was willing to, to, 
to, she was willing. You have to be willing to understand God's will. If you want to understand God's will, he reveals his will to the willing. Mary showed herself willing. She was willing to submit. She was willing to obey. She was willing to say, I'm the servant of the Lord. If you and I want to know God's will, you've got to be willing to do just like Mary. Got to be willing to believe. Got to be willing to listen. Got to be willing to say, I am the servant of the Lord. And that's what Mary did. She lived her life by faith. She had a listening faith, a willing to obey. Not only was it a listening faith, but the second uh, ex expression of her faith is that it was a joyful faith. A joyful faith. The, main, the angel Gabriel brought her this news, and she had filled her with joy. When the, when the angel left, she couldn't wait to tell her best friend to, uh, all about it. Who was her best friend? Well, who first someone she wanted to talk to? Elizabeth. She, Elizabeth. Elizabeth lived 80 miles away from Mary. And she got, we don't know how she got there, but she got there. Bible doesn't tell her. Probably a record time. <laughs> you know, here she comes. She is... Uh, Going into the house, Zacharias, Zachariah, Elizabeth's husband, probably answers the door. He greets her. And Mary comes in. And now she greets, she sees Elizabeth, and she greets Elizabeth. And when she greets her, something amazing happens. The babe inside Elizabeth leaps for joy. The Bible said he's filled with the Holy Spirit. Woo! And then Mary, I mean Elizabeth, Yells out to Mary because she knows uh, uh, she knows that she's carrying the Messiah, and and she and we pick it up from there. And she says this, and she yells out to her in verse forty-two. Elizabeth yells out to Mary, and she says this. She says, "Blessed are you among women, and blessed is a child that you will bear." And then in verse forty-five, she praises Mary because she believed. Listen to this. Blessed is she who has believed what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. She praised her for her faith. Mary, her joyful faith. Her joyful faith. And uh, Mary was a woman of faith. She lived a life of faith. And her faith was a joyful faith. It was a joyful faith and she was filled with joy. She began to sing. And she began to sing what we know today as the, the, the Magnificat. The Magnificat. In verse 46, the Magnificat begins with this in the King James Version. It says this. My soul doth magnify the Lord. The word magnify comes from, the word magnificat comes from the word magnify. What does magnify mean? It means to enlarge. Mary, uh, God's greatness was enlarged. Her soul was magnifying the Lord. She was seeing God in all his greatness. She was declaring his, God in all his greatness. She wanted the world to know his greatness. Magnifying the Lord and singing with a heart of joy. Mary was singing with a faith, with a joyful faith. Amen. And she proclaimed, she proclaimed the gospel. Look at verse 46. We're in verse 46 now of Luke 1. She proclaims the gospel. She says this, my soul praises or magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has been mindful of 
the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. You see, Mary was rejoicing that God had shown her favor, that she was going to give birth to God's very own son. She was rejoicing in her heart. And the angel Gabriel told her, you are highly favored, Mary. You are highly favored. That word in the original language for highly favored comes from the word, our word for grace. She had been graced by God. You know, every true believer is highly graced. Highly graced by God. All true believers. Mary responded with faith. She received God's grace and, her, and favor to be the, the mother of God's son. As Mary received the physical person of Jesus Christ, you receive the, the spiritual person of Jesus Christ. Amen. The same way by faith. You see, it's faith that allows Christ to enter in. It's faith. By grace, you are saved through faith. When you receive Christ, it's, it, it's by grace. And it's through faith. Mary rejoiced that God had her Savior. She said, that your mind, that he's mindful of me. You and I can rejoice at the same thing. God is mindful of you. He knows you. He loves you. And he sent his son to die for you. We rejoice the same way Mary did. With a, a, a faith filled with joy. A joyful faith. You know, Mary was not sinless. She was not sinless like her son who knew no sin. A contrary to belief of many, Mary was a sinner just like you and just like me. How do we know that? The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You see, but here's the thing. There is joy in forgiveness. Yeah. The forgiveness comes from the blood of Christ. In him we, we have uh, redemption, the forgiveness of our sins through his blood. The forgiveness of our sins. But the joy, once we find it, Romans 4 says, Romans 4, 7, happy is the man whose sins have been forgiven. There's joy in it. There's joy in knowing the forgiveness of God. Mary, who was, Mary had the joy of the Lord in her heart. So not only did she have a listening faith, not only did she have a joyful faith, but third, she had a persevering faith, a faith that persevered. Mary had the painful privilege of motherhood through which she persevered. Mothers can relate, amen. <laughs> it's a painful, it can be a pain. There are pleasures in being a mom and there are hardships, amen. All you moms out there. <laughs> Mary's hardships, though, were unique. Her pregnancy with Jesus would be misunderstood. Her peers would ridicule her. Her fiancé came close to leaving her. And uh, hardest of all, her son would be rejected and put to death. But Mary persevered. Her faith persevered through it all. She had a persevering faith. Mary. You know, Jesus wasn't the only son Mary had. The Bible tells us, Mark chapter 6, verse 3. Jesus had brothers. He had four younger brothers, and they're given to us by name. And he had at least two other sisters. So this was a big family. Mary had a lot to manage. 
Mary had a lot to manage. And not only as a mother, but as a grandma, I'm sure eventually as a grandmother. Barbara Vargas is not with us today. She is in Manteca. Her little grandbaby is being dedicated to God. Her grandson Joseph and his wife are dedicating their baby. You know, Jesus, when he was a baby, was also dedicated to God. His parents brought him to the temple. The priest there was named Simeon. Simeon was the one who dedicated Jesus. Now, he got by the Spirit of God, he recognized Jesus as the Messiah. And Simeon started to sing praises to God, Luke chapter 2. He praised God uh, for the Messiah, and he blessed his parents. He blessed Mary, and he blessed Joseph, and then he turned to Mary, and he gave her a prophecy. And he said to Mary these words. This was a word from God. Luke chapter 2, verse 35, he said this, a sword will pierce your own soul. This was a prophecy of her eventually witnessing her, own, her son's death on the cross. A prophecy to Mary. Mary was Mary was the only human with Jesus from birth to death. Mary's faith persevered through the pleasures and the pain of motherhood. As when Je after Jesus was born, she would nurse him. She would change him. She would, she would feed him. And she would sing to him to help him go to sleep at night. That's your baby. Jesus grew up in a normal Jewish home as a normal Jewish boy. Mary and Joseph would take him and all the other kids. Once a year, they'd go to Jerusalem to the Passover, to the Passover festival, the Passover feast. This one year, Jesus was 12 years old. And they all went to the feast, and after the feast was over, they, all, they went home, except Jesus stayed behind. Now, Mary and Joseph, they didn't know Jesus stayed behind. See, there was a caravan of family and friends. They were all traveling together. They figured they was out with, he was out with somebody else's, somebody else's family, other's friends. When they started looking, where's Jesus? Nobody had Jesus. They started to panic. So, the, so they go back to the temple. They go back to the Jerusalem. This is three days after the festival, after they had left. They go back. Jesus is there in the temple talking to the teachers. Now Mary was upset, a little upset. As a mother, she was upset. She said, she told, she gave him a parent's rebuke. She said, why have you done this to us? We were worried sick about you. We were searching all over for you. We we're searching for you, Jesus. And then Jesus gives her a reply. Luke chapter 2, verse 49. Jesus said this to his mom, did you not know I had to be in my father's house? Mary stopped. She thought about how he was born. She remembered that he was God's son. And in her faith, her faith 
She persevered in her faith, and her own faith began to grow in Jesus, the Son of God and the Son of Man. And her understanding, her own faith was growing in Jesus. You know, when you hold your faith through the life's trials, when you hold on to it as Mary, persevering with your faith through life's trials, through life's hardship, your faith will grow. It'll grow in the Son of Man. It'll grow in the Son of Man as Mary's grew. It grew as a listening faith. Her faith grew as a joyful faith. Her faith grew as a persevering faith. And fourth and finally, Mary's faith was a praying faith. A praying faith. She knew how to pray. What Mary was a woman that knew how. We got a lot of women in our group right here in our church. I know that know how to pray. We got our prayer group right there in the back. Meets every Thursday with Ethel, Bonnie. Maddie, and many other, uh, a lot of prayer warriors right here. Mary was a prayer warrior. You know, when she stood at the cross, when Jesus was being crucified, she was praying for her son. She was weeping for her son. Uh, with her was her sister, and, and with her was John, uh, the disciple John. All the other disciples had fled because they were afraid. Jesus looks down upon her from the cross. And he looks at John, the disciple, next to her, and he says, woman, speaking to his mom respectfully, here is your son, speaking to John. He looks at John, disciple, John, here is your mother. The Bible says from that point on, John took Mary to live with him. She lived with the disciple. She fellowshiped with all the disciples. And she became a part of the group. That, no, that was known as the first church of disciples. Mary. Mary. Now, book of Acts chapter 1. Book of Acts chapter 1. Mary is, we're going to see where Mary, Mary, where Mary is. It's 120 people gathered together in the upper room, and they're praying. They're praying. And who is among them? Acts chapter 1 and verse 14. It says these words. It says, Acts 1.14. It says, they all joined together constantly in prayer. Along with the women and who? Mary, the mother of Jesus. And his brothers. They were all together. She was with this prayer group. They were praying fervently. They were praying for a replacement for Judas. And when, the, when God revealed it would be Matthias, she rejoiced with everybody else. Just shortly after that, the day of Pentecost. They're all together again in the upper room praying. And what happens? The Holy Spirit comes upon them. Acts chapter 2, beginning with verse 1. It says, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. And all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Most, most, most likely, Mary was there. Most likely, she was among them. She was filled 
she received the Holy Spirit by believing in Jesus Christ. And she prayed in the Holy Spirit as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Now you say this, what does it mean to pray in the Spirit? What does it mean to pray in the Spirit? To pray in the Spirit is this. It's to pray by the leading of the Spirit, in the power of the Spirit, and with the love of the Spirit. Listen to how the Apostle Paul describes it. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18. The Apostle Paul talked about, uh, this is in the context of putting on your spiritual armor. And fighting the spiritual battle. And he says it this way. Uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. He says this. He says, pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind. Be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. What's he saying? What's he saying? What is, what is Paul saying? He's saying to pray in the Spirit, uh, uh, pray, all, pray at all times with prayer of all kinds, with a praying with alert mind for all other believe, the needs of all other believers, to be aware of the needs of believers. Now, Mary was always aware of what was going on around her. You remember when she was at the wedding at Canaan. You remember that she, she is the one that recognized there was a need. What was the need? No wine. The wine had run out. So what did Mary do? Huh? She calls upon her son. This was the first miracle Jesus ever performed, and it was because his mother saw the need. And she knew where to go. And she called upon Jesus. And Jesus turned that water into wine. Now, now, Jesus says this today. He says, if you call upon me, if you call upon me, if you call in my name, whatever you ask, if it is God's will, I'm going to do it. Huh? John, John, chapter 14. Verses 13 and 14 says these words. Jesus himself speaking. And he says this. He says, I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may be glorified, will maybe bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. That's Jesus. Mary continued to pray in faith. She continued to see the needs around her and make requests, calling on the Lord, submitting to God as the Lord's servant. Mary's faith was a praying faith. Mary lived a life of faith. We've seen it. We've seen the four expressions. The first expression of her faith was a listening faith. When the angel Gabriel spoke to her the message from God, she was listening. Listening to understand and listening to obey. Not only was it a listening faith, it was a joyful faith. When she sang that song, the Magnificat, her heart was just filled with joy. And God, that God had looked upon her with grace. She would bear the Son of God. And all believers are saved by grace. Spiritually receiving the Son of God. And third, she had a persevering faith. Through the painful privilege of motherhood, 
through the painful, but she knew the joy of giving Jesus birth, and she knew the pain of seeing his death. She was reminded when he was just 12 years old and in his father's house that he is God's, uh, he is the son of God the Father, and her faith grew. Her faith grew in the Son of God, her Savior. Fourth, her faith was a praying faith. She was a disciple. She was a disciple in that upper room. She was praying with all the other disciples in that upper room. In the Spirit, the Holy Spirit came down upon the church, and Mary was the chosen. She was the chosen. Like that multi-season TV series of Jesus' life, the chosen, Mary had a multi-seasons in her life. And through all the seasons, of, just like the seasons of the year, she, uh, she held on to her faith. She, she went through each season with faith. Mary lived a life of faith in her Lord. Will you go through the seasons of your life? Father God, we thank you, Lord, that you do the choosing, Lord, and thank you that you chose Mary. In all of your wisdom, Lord, Mary was the one that you chose, and thank you that she recognized your grace, and, and thank you that you give grace to all who will believe. By grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourself is a gift of God. Not by works, lest anybody, anyone should boast. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that we can call on you. Just like Mary called on you at the wedding. Thank you, Jesus, that you are the risen Savior. And you, you, you come into our hearts through faith. Help us if there's anyone here, Lord, that hasn't yet received you. Help them to say, just, Lord Jesus, come into my heart and life. Save my soul. Forgive me of my sin. Thank you, Jesus, that you're there and that you will do that. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen, everyone. So this morning, we're going to sing a hymn.